this is our week's worth, the remaining list. Oh, no. no I ma'am. just totally messed that up. Let's try that again. Okay. This is the this is our I can't do it. I'm I'm okay. it's I'm done. Okay. I'm I'm ready. Good do do it. It's shared. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm cracking up about how I just had like this mental breakdown. You really did. I did. It was epic. You saw it happening. Why did you put ice in your thing? I do not know. Kara. It was such a mistake. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. This is episode 24. But how many things are we still not doing right? <laughs> like the segue into this segment. The segue into this segment is ice in a metal thermos. Correct. It is. Okay. Here we go. With you, the sun is shining 24 7. Because when we're together, it feels like we're in heaven. If it will get dark, you'll be my million stars. I know I can lean on you. Welcome to episode 24 of Delete This History, a po- <laughs> podcast by two besties of a certain age searching for answers. We are your hosts, Kara Birch and Bria Brown. I just hit the table, so that's the first thing I've got to edit out. A fewer. Fewer. <laughs> really, really got me. Did that it take was... you back 20 years? It really did. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been long enough that I can say it now. And, I see. And not go. <laughs> it's perfectly understandable. Thank perfectly. you. <laughs> there are so many phrases that were just eradicated from my vocabulary. Eating healthy. Uh, <laughs> hey, what do you want to talk about? Um, well. Our bestie listeners will know when they're listening to this if the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. That's true, they will. We don't know yet. I'm a little jealous that... I know. They know. They already know. But I'm also pretty okay with not knowing. Because <laughs> I have a feeling that when I do know, I ain't going to be happy with the answer. I'm nervous. Actually, I think there's a 50-50 chance. Really? I just... I do. Um, Look, the way football has been going this year, I know. people have been winning that I thought could never win. I know. It doesn't make any sense to me. This is a weird year. It is. So I am like all in. Sean's going to wear his overalls and his jersey, and he's going to put on all the lucky clothes. Great. Um, That sounded so sarcastic. I didn't mean for it to sound sarcastic, <laughs> but that light came on behind you. Yes. <laughs> Yes, we're in Roy Birch Studios today, so things Start- are a little bit weird. It startled me. So then I, my only response was, great. <laughs> I'm actually very jealous of those Chiefs overalls. Get some. Yeah. I'm going to do laundry today. Yeah. This is exciting. Okay. Doesn't happen all the time. <laughs> I'm going to do laundry today so that my Pacheco shirt is ready to go. Because I think it's at the bottom of the hamper. Uh-oh. I tried to wear it last week. Couldn't find it. I bought a chief shirt online. Uh-huh. I don't know whose body fits in this shirt. But it's almost like the sleeves don't allow you to raise your arms. <laughs> it is made so weird. It's made for people who don't raise their arms. Oh. And I'm not going to be able to wear it. I mean, it's, oh, it's not no. wearable. So I'm thinking about turning it into something else like... A pillow or oh, yeah, a use... little shoulder bag or yeah. something because I can't wear it. Just use that material for something else. Yeah, it's going to have to be something else. You're so talented. 
You'll, you'll find something. Oh, thank you. What do you uh, want to talk about? Man, my week was just so busy. Yes. It was Same. so crazy that I just, I almost didn't have enough searches. I only have four searches today to talk <gasps> about because I almost didn't have enough interesting anything that I searched oh, because my gosh, I just, I worked, 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 mm-hmm. and then at the end of the day, I was useless. Yeah, I understand. I was just totally useless. I just sat and watched this show called Palaces, or it, it wasn't just called Palaces. It was called, like, The World's Most Extraordinary <laughs> Palaces or something like that. But I watched that with Peyton this week every night after dinner, and we just... Just recharging. And I just yeah, yeah. sat there, like, staring or playing my Harry Potter video game or whatever. But I was just... I understand. Trashed. <laughs> so I didn't search anything. Even if I was curious about something, I would say to Peyton, not thinking of, of course, hey, I have a podcast where this is like vital, <laughs> where I search things. I would say to him, hey, look that up. <laughs> mm, look up who the king of Austria was at that time. I don't have a lot to chat about because, like you, I was extremely busy this yeah. week. I'm training a new person yeah. that I hired, and that takes up a lot of bandwidth. Uh-huh. And by the end of the night, you get home, I'm yeah. just like, I can't make any decisions. No. I just, I'm like you. I just, I just need to shut off. Yeah, and I'm so overwhelmed at the end of the day. Yeah. Because I still, like, I didn't put a dent in anything. You know, it's like that time of year where my to-do list just never gets smaller. And so when the day ends, I'm already stressed out about my to-do list for the next day. Yes. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to get all this done? I know. I know. And then I'm like, I should be editing the podcast. I know. (laughs) Or writing your book. Or, yeah, I should all over myself. I know. There's the shitting everywhere. The whole time I'm sitting there and then, but my brain is just like, I if know. you do one more thing with the screen, <laughs> I'm going to explode inside <laughs> yes. your brain. It's like we are sharing a brain yeah. this week. I, it's exactly how I feel. <sighs> so we don't have a lot to chat about because we're exhausted. One thing I will tell you, mm-hmm. I did a thing. What'd you do? Sean and I... You know, we had been watching Unforgotten with Nicola Walker. Yes. Well, there was a new season, but it wasn't available. You had to buy it. Or Or. you could do a seven-day free trial with PBS Masterpiece. Yes. Dude, I did the seven-day Masterpiece. And Thursday night, I came home. Sean had something else to do, so I had the house to myself. And I was like, oh, well, I'm going to watch a British show. And so I remembered that we had Masterpiece. And so mm-hmm. I pulled that up and I was like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all the shows. I know. On there. <laughs> They're all there. So I'm going to take a three-month sabbatical from work and just watch television. Oh. That, I think that's what I've decided to do. That sounds sustainable. I think that sounds like a great plan. <laughs> I had, at one time, I had Masterpiece and Passport. Oh, lordy. So I had all that backstock of Masterpiece shows. So what's on Passport? Passport is a lot of, there's a lot of overlap because okay. PBS has Masterpiece. 
But then they have shows also that are not masterpiece shows. I had to renew my passport. <laughs> not the one that actually takes me anywhere. The one that I just use in my bed <laughs> to transport me to television. That's how you pay for passport is you donate right. to your local public television Okay, show gotcha, gotcha. Channel. I didn't know that. I probably mm-hmm. should have done passport. Yeah, but... You'll get through your seven-day masterpiece. I don't think I'm going to stop it. You're not going to get rid of it. No, I don't think so. There's so many things That's why you don't want to do Acorn or BritBox either, because you're like, I'll never get rid of it. I know. Well, so to convince Sean, we got through Unforgotten. And so then I said, hey, you know, if you like Nicola Walker, on Masterpiece is a show called Annika. With Nicola Walker. Yes. And it's set in Scotland. Yes. And it's really different from Unforgotten. Yes. I love so that show. I we started watching that last night and it's really good. Yeah. She talks to the camera all the yes. time and she's hilarious. Yeah, it is. It's a different side of her. I like it. She's so cute. I know. I want to be friends with her. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> well, we're not here to give you reviews about PBS shows. No, and all the British shows that we watch. We'd be here all day long. It'd be a whole nother podcast. Oh my gosh, Kara. What? If we had just, I don't know, 24 more hours in a day <laughs> that, yes. that weren't for sleeping. Yes. We could have a whole new podcast. I, I'm totally on board. If we get some people. Yeah, we have to get people. Yeah, yeah we do. Anyway, until we get people, we're here to share our internet search histories with our DTH besties. And we're going to start that out with the reading of the lists. Even Stephen Week. That's right. Episode 24. (laughs) Number one, what ingredients are in kombucha? Millennium Bridge problem with swaying. Number three, how did bread and butter pickles get their name? Number four, Mahomes' broken helmet in Dolphins game. (laughs) Number five, most popular foods in U.S., Japan, China, and the U.K. All right. Your turn. Number one, author Sarah Adams. Number two, DTR definition. Number three, Omnicord. Number four, unhoused people in California cave. Ooh. That's it. I'm lame. Yeah. And my what about this one list is so short, too. Oh, mine is long. You're going to crack up. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, now we're going to play a little game. And we like to call this game Search Me, where we each pose one question to each other and see if she can answer based only on the reading of the list. (laughs) Bria, today you are playing for. Hang on, i got to reach back here and get it. Okay. <laughs> this jar of peach jalapeno jam. Damn, I love me some jalapeno jam. I know that you do. So. And peach. Boom. Peach is good, too. I can only imagine what that tastes like. It's going to taste amazing. Okay. You know my blueberry jam that you gave me? Yes. Preserves, I think they were. Okay. Um, 
Jackie has pretty much eaten <gasps> all of it. That is yours. I know. I got one sandwich. What? I made myself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with it, and it wasn't all that great. Oh, and I was like, no. I was like, yeah, I need to save this for just like toast. Yeah. Or biscuits or uh-huh. something like Ooh, that. Biscuits would be good. Yeah. But uh, it ain't going to be around for me to eat it on toast or biscuits because oh. she eats the heck out of that. Oh, my gosh. But I'm glad she's enjoying it. But maybe I'll I'll uh, hide this one. Yeah. You mm-hmm. might. Well, I don't know. Would Jackie go for jalapeno peach? Oh, yes. Oh, okay. It's a brown thing. Yes. We love spicy. All right. Well, your question is, oh, wait. I haven't sent you my searches. Oh. How many weeks have we been doing this? We and forget it every, every week. Every week. We forget to send each other. Because we're old. Our searches. I, oh, oh, my Lord. You will not believe what I accidentally just sent you. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm scared. Oh, my word. It's a picture of Tony. But I love pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That needs to go on social oh, media. Word. That picture of Tony. I can't believe I did that. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, <clears throat> here we go. Your question is, which of my searches was sparked while having lunch at a local cafe with some co-workers, including Hopper? Well, you've got like three things here that have to do with food. I had a sandwich that had a special side item. How did bread and butter pickles get their name? That's correct. Okay. This came up at lunch. I don't know. I just said I loved pickles. And then we all started talking about pickles. And I said, except I don't like bread and butter pickles. They are so gross. Do you like bread and butter pickles? Um, they're not my favorite. Yeah. I'm, I'm a dill girl. I love dill. I love sweet. Um, and then we started having a conversation. Someone said, well, I thought bread and butter pickles were sweet pickles. Yeah. That, I was like. I did too. They're sweet and sour. Oh. I just like a straight up sweet pickle. Oh. And I make my own sweet pickles. I'm not a big fan of sweet pickles. Mm. Um, except mm-hmm. the old show, Sweet Pickles. <laughs> You I don't, don't remember Sweet Pickles? No. Oh, wait a minute. You didn't have cable growing up. No, I did not. There was a thing on Nickelodeon, I think it was. Okay. And it was the Sweet Pickles bus. And it would go around to towns. And it was like it was like a bookmobile. And so it was just basically the Sweet Pickles bus would come to your school. And it had books in it that you could, I don't know if you could buy them or whatever. They never came to my school. Okay. But there was a show or a, a PSA or something, and there was a song associated with it, which I'm not going to sing because I sang last episode, and it was terrible. I still think you should sing the Sweet <clears throat> Pickle song. Okay, here we go. Smart moms know that kids might grow sweet pickles. <laughs> <laughs> I sang it like a little kid. <laughs> But how does Sweet Pickles play into it? I don't know. It's just like it was just the like, mascot. Like cute. Okay. Cutesy. I see. Right. I'm totally going to Google the Sweet Pickles bus okay. after this. Okay. So we were talking about pickles and yes. I said I hate bread and pepper, butter pickles. And then someone said, what does that even mean? Why are they called bread and butter pickles? And then Hopper was sitting next to me and she said, um, that would be a really good search 
for your podcast? And I said, you're right, it would be. And so I searched a lot and all of the sources, I found a lot of sources for where the name came from and they all agreed. All right. That is unusual. The name of these pickles date back to the early 1920s when Omar and Cora Fanning trademarked a generations-old family recipe for sweet and sour pickles. Um, so they raised cucumbers in Illinois. That was their job. Mm-hmm. At one point, something went wrong, and they fell on hard times. I don't know if they had a bad cucumber year or what. I don't know. Didn't say. <laughs> but they decided to use the small cucumbers that they would normally throw out, and they used them to create a new type of pickle. And they were so popular that they were able to use these pickles to barter with their local grocer to purchase items such as bread and butter to survive on. Oh. And so they just kind of picked up the name bread and butter pickles. That's an unsatisfying answer. I completely agree. (laughs) I don't like it. There were lots and lots of sources, but the very first one I found was an article written by Katie Baker for the Greening of Appalachia. Oh. Um, But then all the other sources I found, they pretty much backed up. They may just all be copying each other. I Mm -hmm, don't know. mm Because they were all almost word for word. Yeah, I'm not a fan of bread and butter pickles. Have I talked about thickles yet? (laughs) No. I watched this lady on Instagram that is really funny. And basically all she does is records herself eating. But she always has interesting lunches. And you kind of have to get past, because she kind of does eat with her mouth open, and she Uh. talks while she's eating. But you kind of get past it because she's hilarious. Okay. And she really loves crispy bread, and she'll lean back and she'll go, crispy bread! (laughs) She is so funny. I don't know her name, but I watch her videos all the time. Well, she has started eating thickles, and they're pickle slices, but they're like an inch thick. Oh. And they're the brand is like Grillo's, and I've heard that they are, can be found at Costco. And so I'm going to make a trip to Costco. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And we see have, if I can find thickles. We have to have thickles on the podcast. Okay. I'll and see. like chew into the mic. Yeah, because people love mouth sounds. Well, you should watch. I'll send you one of her videos so you can check her out. I'm All going right. to make some of the foods that she is eating because they look delicious. Okay. More to come. Are you ready to play for your prize? Yeah, sorry. I've talked too long. No, you didn't. I'm super excited that you oh. gave me food. <laughs> but that means I don't have to feel guilty giving you this. Oh, Something to put in my belly. <clears throat> what? <gasps> Shut the front door. It's Girl Scout cookie season. Those are my number two favorite Girl Scout <laughs> cookies. <laughs> What's your number one? Uh, the Thin Mints. Oh, damn. It was, it was a toss-up between this and the Thin Mints because I had the same number of packages. No, I love these. Are, I, you're really going to give these up? Hell if yeah. I... Because let me tell you. Oh, man. Um, I bought some some Girl Scout cookies from a co-worker's daughter. Yeah. And when I say I bought some Girl Scout cookies, <laughs> I, 
I bought 10 <gasps> packages of Girl Scout cookies. Oh, my goodness. I got three packages of Thin Mints, mm-hmm. three of the Caramel Delights, mm-hmm. like I just gave you, and one of the lemonades. They're what? like the shortbread with the lemon, yes. um, like, um, frosting on the bottom. Yes. <clears throat> and then two peanut butter patties. Peanut butter patties. Yeah. I, I was going to say, tell me. Mm-hmm. You got peanut butter patties. And Clint has already destroyed a, a package of peanut butter patties. They're so yeah. tiny. They Well, they're getting smaller every year. Those cookies are getting smaller. We know what you're doing, Girl Scouts. <laughs> That's okay. They're just trying to save us from ourselves. <laughs> so all I've had to eat today is uh, a half a package of lemonades because I really like saying, I don't know why I feel like shit all the time. <laughs> Why am I tired? Why do I feel so shitty? I know what I'll have for lunch and breakfast together. Half a package of Girl Scout lemonades. Oh, goodness. Okay, so here's your question. Yep. Which search resulted in me getting zero podcast editing done until yesterday because I've been too busy with my nose in a book? Ooh. Author Sarah Adams? Yes, ma'am. So this week I got my writing groove back, mm-hmm. thanks to DTH bestie Alex J. Oh. She gave me a chiclet author recommendation, Sarah Adams, mm-hmm. and it really jump-started my mojo. So I've read three of this writer's books in less than a week. <laughs> How is that even possible? They're so much fun. I just devour them. Okay. Now, two nights I stayed up till about 1230. Oh, my. Reading, which is late for me. Anybody who knows me knows that. And then I was up again, you know, at the butt crack of dawn, as usual. Mm -hmm. But I just couldn't stop reading them. (laughs) The two I read back to back that I loved so much were part of a series. Well, I guess it's like a duology, really, because there's only two books in it called It Happened in Nashville. And they were so funny. I mean, I was laughing out loud and like shake laughing because I didn't want to laugh out loud because Clint was sleeping. <laughs> they were really, really good. Nice. Um, one of them was kind of like an enemies to lovers kind of book. And kind of like The Proposal, the movie The Proposal. <gasps> I love that movie. I know. But it, they had that same kind of back and forth and that chemistry and they would prank each other and it was hilarious and they reminded me why i love that genre excellent and then i'm pretty good at writing it yes you are when i put my mind to it yes so i need to stop being afraid of my manuscript and get my shit together well you wrote this week i did because of this yeah it just goes to show the more you read the more you want to write my sources were kindle books Yes. That's it. Okay. And Alex J. And Alex J., of course. She always gives me really good recommendations. You know what I did? What did you do? I signed up for the winter reading challenge through the library. Oh, geez. I have been so busy. The first book I checked out from the library, they took it right back because they were like, you're not reading this. <laughs> not my loan <laughs> ran out. I was going to read, oh, what was it even called? Something like 
the gentleman in Moscow or something like that. Oh my gosh, I have that on my Kindle. Oh, I I've been wanting to read it forever. Or a sample of it or something. And it was available at mm-hmm. the library, and I was like, ah, that's what I'm going to start with. Yeah. I I've been so tired because I read when I go to bed. Yeah. Kindle just keeps hitting me in the face. Can't yeah. even couldn't even get past the first chapter because I've just been so tired. You need to read easier books. <laughs> Because with easy books like these, yeah, I mean, I don't want it to sound like I'm dissing her. Right. But they're just... They're light. They're not pretending to be something more elevated than they are. Mm-hmm. It's like eating lemonades for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> but they're so easy to read. I mean, you just like... You just gotcha. buzz through yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no hard words. There's no hard feelings. I just really want to read that book. It sounds so interesting. But some books are just not easy reading. I still have six weeks before the end of the reading challenge. Maybe I can do... I'm supposed to read five books. I don't think I can do it. A reading challenge is a really good way to get me not to read. Oh, really? I'm just that type of person. I want to accomplish it. No, it just becomes... A chore. It's, it's a chore. It's yeah. just something else on my to-do list. No, it's it's a goal thing for me. I'm like, yeah, I got one, one book down. I have to have it not be a to-do list thing. It has to be my break from my to-do list is reading. <laughs> no, I have to-do lists for everything. I know you do. I know. I have, I have a list of my to-do lists. Yeah. It's awful. Fill out to-do list. <laughs> So now we're coming to the segment that we never know how to transition to. It's shared history time. And we're not talking about the 20 plus years we've been friends. We're talking about sharing our internet search histories with our DTH besties. That was amazing. Thanks. You're welcome. The first one I'm going to talk about is Millennium Bridge problem during opening. The Millennium Bridge is in London. It's a pedestrian bridge that um, it crosses the River Thames. Uh And construction began in 1998, and it initially opened June 10th of 2000. But there was a little problem, like the hair that is attacking Bria's face that she can't find. Okay. You got it? Yeah. Okay. The problem was it was swaying vertically Mm -hmm. londoners nicknamed it the wobbly bridge or the wibbly wobbly because on the first day it opened pedestrians started to experience this crazy amount of swaying while they were walking on the bridge and it was closed later the same day that it was opened because it was such a problem so then they tried to open it again with some limited access, like they were only allowing so many people on it. Yes. Because at one point on opening day, there were like 2,000 people on the bridge at the same time. And so they closed it and they reopened it again like the next day. And then they just had to shut it down for like two years to do more repairs and modifications. So what they decided the problem was is the vibration was being caused by an under-researched phenomenon when people cross a bridge that has a lateral sway, they have this unconscious tendency to go with the sway. And so then everybody is doing the same thing, causing more swaying. Yes. And it just makes it worse. Right. So 
because a suspension bridge will, bridge will tend to sway anyway, military troops, they stop marching in stride together as a unit when they cross a bridge. That must be really hard. I'm sure it is. For example, London's Albert Bridge has a sign that dates all the way back to 1873 warning soldiers to break step while crossing this bridge so this whole phenomenon doesn't start. Yes. So back to the Wobbly Bridge. Uh, These bridge expert people concluded that making the bridge stiffer to Mm -hmm. move its resonant frequency mm-hmm. out of the excitation range <laughs> it wouldn't work because it would change the whole appearance of the bridge and they really liked how the bridge looked right um this is the bridge it's very open this is the bridge in harry potter yes the one that, that was destroyed by the dementor no not the dementors it no. was the um, death eaters death eaters thank you mm-hmm um, so instead, the resonance was controlled by retrofitting 37 viscous fluid dampers to dissipate the energy. They also added 52 tuned mass dampers to control vertical movement. What does any of that mean? I don't know. You have to be an engineer to understand this stuff. It reopened February 22nd, 2002. Okay. After being shut down... For like a couple years, yeah. just under two years. What's your search? Uh, my first one is unhoused people in California cave. Yes. There were some unhoused people who had been living in eight caves along the Tuolumne, sorry, river in the Modesto, California area. And they had fashioned them into elaborate makeshift homes. Wow. So they had dug these caves into the riverbank oh my gosh and according to cbs sacramento the dwellings included furniture shelving and artwork as well as mantles and even a fireplace carved into the cave's walls wow that's impressive i know i I, i'm not even mad (laughs) (laughs) it seems I'm going to hold my comments until the end of your search. Well, I don't have a lot of information. So after they were alerted to the caves, Modesto police said they told the occupants that they would be cleaning them out in a week and offered them various services to assist them in moving out. So they got kicked out of these places that they worked so hard to... Why would they have to kick them out? I think it was a safety issue. So that was going to be my question is what if that river rises mm-hmm. or there's flash flooding? They are going to die. I think it was a safety issue. Okay, I get, also, I get that. Also, it was a health issue because oh. um, police partnered with a local volunteer group to clean out the area, saying that they removed 7,600 pounds of trash. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So that's a problem. Yes. And then you think about the bathroom situation. Uh, yeah. I mean, are they just going in the river? I'm assuming so. I mean, where else would you go? I I just, I hate it that I know they came up with a solution I know. for themselves, sort of. I uh, know. It, <sighs> it's such a, I mean, not to get too serious, but homelessness is such 
a problem. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like such a hopeless problem. Yes. And such an unsolvable problem. Because there's not one solution to every homeless person's issues. Mm-hmm. It's, it is so complex. Mm-hmm. It depends on why are they unhoused? You know, is this because they're unemployable? Is this right. because, and why are they unemployable? Is it because they have mental or health issues mm-hmm. or whatever? I, I mean, there are just so many layers that go into it. Like once you start to try to delve into the problem, it just keeps going and going and going. Yes. Deeper and deeper. And then it's kind of like a flow chart. Are they unhoused because they choose to be unhoused and that's what they want? Yes, no. No, okay. Then are they unemployable? Yes, no. Yes. Why are they unemployable? I mean, Yeah, there is so... It is so complex. There is not a simple answer to it. I wish we could have, like, one country or one... and, And maybe this already exists. One city or one country that has figured it out. And we could just use that as a template. But America doesn't do that. No. Everybody, every community is like, no, we're different. And we're not going to do it that way. Mm-hmm. We're going to come up with our own way. Okay, come up with your own way. And oh, then, no, it's too hard. Yeah, share it with us. <laughs> it's like, oh, my gosh. I know. I know. It's nothing but Band-Aids right now. It's, uh, yeah, this the only solution is just Band-Aids. Yeah. It's awful. Anyway, so I felt really bad for those people who were evicted from these caves. But at the same time, then you start to think, well, yeah, the authorities and the police in that area, they have to think about everybody's safety. Mm -hmm. And they sometimes have to save people from themselves. Yeah, It's like if you're living amongst 7,600 pounds of trash. Yeah. Yeah. And then other that amount of trash brings other problems. Oh like yeah. Rodents. Wildlife. Yeah. yeah. Rodents is a great word. I mean, just oh my gosh. I wolf. was just thinking yeah, I was thinking of the bathroom situation, then I was also thinking about rodents. Oh gosh. So anyway, <sighs> that was kinda uh depressing. But I saw that in one of my swipe rights this week. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was an accidental swipe, right? Because I wasn't actually seeking out any news at all. <laughs> anyway, um, but I saw that and I was like, ooh, I must must investigate. And that's it. My source was the San Francisco Chronicle. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I think the next thing I'm going to talk about, if my computer will work. Come on. Oh, my gosh. Stand by, everyone. What ingredients are in kombucha? Ooh. I had my first kombucha last week. Nothing good. Oh, do you like did you like it? I enjoyed it. Really? I was surprised. I mean, it wasn't like, "Oh my god, this is my new drink. I'm going to eat it all the time." But I did buy another one today while Sean and I were out cuz I wanted oh. to try another flavor. It sounds like you got bitten by the kombucha bug i mean i don't it's just something different to drink it Mm -hmm. didn't it didn't solve all my health problems you know i I didn't drink it and go oh my gosh i feel amazing you know what will it was just a drink (laughs) 
What, water? <laughs> yeah, water. Just plain water, Kara. More water is always the better solution. Like what I tell Jackie every single yeah. day. Yeah, water is super important. Drink and water. We don't realize all the things that water actually does for your body to maintain health. Well, simply just thinking. Thinking yeah. clearly. Yeah. Oh, I do. Water. I know you do. I tell you, I'm preaching to the choir here. You are. I'm telling all you people out there, drink your water. <laughs> but anyway, I tried kombucha. It's a fermented drink. Yes. It's made with tea, sugar, bacteria, and yeast. Doesn't that sound delicious? No. Mm. To make this drink, bacteria and yeast must grow together and form a culture. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> the culture is then added to the sugar and the tea, and then the mixture has to ferment. This sounds like something that you would go to the doctor for. Yes, the end result is a liquid that has a vinegar, uh, has vinegar, uh, B vitamins, and amino acids. Mm-mm. And vinegar things, you know, they say you should eat pickled items. Um, because vinegar is really good for you. Like those kinds of things, pickled items are really good for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, in moderation, right. of course. Apple Don't slice. start. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't start a pickled diet. <laughs> no. You know, there are people who swear by, I have a teaspoon of apple cider vinegar every day. Kombucha supporters com- claim that it helps prevent and treat health conditions. However, there's very limited data on this drink. Small, there is a very small amount of research that suggests that it may give some similar benefits to probiotic supplements, Mm -hmm. but there are very few actual medical studies to show definitive results. And there are some risks to drinking kombucha. It can cause an upset stomach. Yeah. Infections. It's very acidic. It can cause allergic reactions to some people. And... It is often brewed in homes under unclean conditions. (laughs) One source I found said that sometimes it's brewed in um, these ceramic pots, but there's so much acid in the mix that it will break down the the glaze, and then lead gets into lead can get into the mixture and then people have gotten lead poisoning from it oh my gosh just buy your kombucha don't or just drink water yeah just drink water (laughs) well yes it's so much better for you jesus made water just drink it it's fine (laughs) so basically there's not enough proof that kombucha has the health benefits that some claim um, people who have weakened immune systems should avoid kombucha. Like, there are all these warnings out there. for Like, these people absolutely should not drink it. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. And if you're going to drink kombucha, make sure it's like a trusted source. Don't get it out of the back of a van for someone who's parked in a grocery store parking lot. One I had last week was blueberry. It was pretty good. The one that I got this week was a mistake. Oh, no. Cherry lime. Oh, no. It's very bitter. Yeah. But I'm still going to drink it because I paid for it, baby. (laughs) Last week, I only drank half of it. I was editing when I was drinking this kombucha. And I only drank half of it because I thought, I don't know what it's going to do to me. So I drank half of it and waited. It was okay. (laughs) Nothing happened. (laughs) 
then I drank the other half like the next day. Nothing next, happened. Next thing you know, you're going to be eating blueberry egos. I mean, you're just Bria, wild. I bought blueberry egos today. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yes. As a matter of fact, you go ask Sean. I, we were in the store together. Bless Sean. He was going to do the grocery shopping on his own. Oh. And I said, I'll go with you. And we went down the frozen aisle and I said, oh, do you care if I get some blueberry egos? <laughs> do you care? If I get some blueberry well, eggs, I mean, you know, we're on a budget. <laughs> and so he was, and well, you know what he said, Kara, of course, you can get whatever you want. <laughs> but you know what? I didn't ask him if I could get kombucha. Kombucha is fun to say. And I will tell everyone how the blueberry eggs go next time. I'm really excited. I'm going to have them tomorrow morning. They're, you're going to love them. All right. That's all I have to say. Oh, the Mayo Clinic. Dot org was my source for kombucha information. Got it. I may just keep drinking it so I can just keep saying kombucha. Oh, so so that you can be that person who drinks it. Like, uh, I drink it every day and I swear by it. Kombucha. I have a new branding or slogan for water based on what you just said. Let's hear it. Water. Jesus's kombucha. I think it would sell really well in this area. That's hard. Jesus's. Jesus's. Jesus's kombucha. kombucha. Mm -hmm. Jesus drinks it. My next search is Omnicord. I think I know what this is. Do you? I think so. It's an electronic musical instrument introduced in 1981 by the Suzuki Musical Instrument Corporation. And it typically features a touch plate known as sonic strings, preset rhythms, auto baseline functionality, and buttons for major, minor, and seventh chords. Yes. The most basic method of playing the instrument is to press the chord buttons and swipe the sonic strings with a finger in imitation of strumming a stringed instrument. It's battery operated and it has a built-in speaker. And you can also connect it to headphones or an amplifier. Basically... It's an electric auto, auto harp. harp. <laughs> yes. Have you ever played an auto harp? Uh, we used to own an auto harp. Did you? Yeah, and I got really good at it for a while. I... And then I was a kid and I got bored and I went, moved on to something else. I learned how to play the auto harp in elementary school. Really? Did you ever play the hammer dulcimer? I did not, okay. but I knew, I know somebody who, well, I don't know him anymore, but I know of him. He plays dulcimer, like, professionally. That's awesome. And makes dulcimers. Oh, really? Yeah. I love to listen to hammer dulcimers. It is such a beautiful instrument. It's very nice. The auto harp is pretty fun, too. The auto harp. I played What Child Is This on an auto harp in an elementary school Christmas musical performance. (gasps) That's how I had, that's how I learned how to play it. That's awesome. I was so nervous. I had to get off the risers and go down, and there was a desk, like a school desk, with the auto harp on it, and I was to play the auto harp. And I got so nervous that when I went to, you know, play, I picked up the pick and I dropped it under the desk. Oh, no! And all the whole audience chuckled. You know, you know how it is when you've got parents in the audience. It was like a. It was a big, it was an evening type performance. And 
all the parents just thought it was so cute that I dropped the pick and I was mortified. <laughs> My face was maroon. Oh, no. So the whole time I'm playing this song, which I rocked, by the way, my face i could just feel the heat coming off my face so i had this big red face the whole time i'm strumming this auto harp (laughs) i played that thing like a boss though so when i saw this news story about suzuki's omnicord yes they're coming out with a new (gasps) one oh Uh uh-huh i couldn't resist looking into it more because i was like oh yeah i want one of these oh my gosh are you going to get one? No. It's like $800. Oh, shiza. Mm-hmm. It seems like something Jackie would be really into. Oh, she would probably be good at like it. Like the old school one from uh-huh, the 80s. Uh-huh. They're pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, notable uses of the Omnicord. Yes. David Bowie in his performance of America for the concert for New York City in 2001 after the World Trade Center attacks. Or 9-11, as some people call it. Gorillas for the beat of Clint Eastwood. Nice. They used an Omnicord. Joni Mitchell in The Only Joy in Town. And the Eurythmics in Love is a Stranger. Nice. They all used the Omnicord. I'm going to check those out and listen. Mm-hmm. My sources were Wikipedia and Synth Anatomy. Of Yes. That is like the nerdiest oh, my gosh. thing I've ever heard of. I'm going to that as soon as we end here. Synth anatomy. Uh, how did you get chosen out of all the kids to play the auto harp? Because I was, I was just one of those kids who always got chosen to do all that kind of stuff because I was earnest. They could depend on you. And nerdy and dependable. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They knew that I was going to take it seriously and I was going to kick that auto harps ass <laughs> after i picked the pickup off the stage you nice. still remember it you can picture it oh it's a it's shocking that i don't blush just thinking about it Aww. because it was one of the most mortifying things you were taking it so seriously that had ever happened to me but so many more mortifying things have happened to me <laughs> since then that that is nothing <laughs> Name one more mortifying thing. Dude. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You don't have to do that. Dude. No. I. <laughs> one of them has come to mind <laughs> that I can think of that's like probably my favorite Bria Brown story that I'm not sharing. Does it have to do with me being pregnant? Yes, it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the best story ever. I'm not going to ask you to share it's it. It's the best worst story. Yes. I was mortified on your behalf yeah you're not the only human that has happened to i know so in fact when it did happen he was just like eh. yeah exactly but it doesn't make you feel any less mortified (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh i'll tell you one okay i i will throw a bone okay so here's another one i was sick one time i ate something and it made me super sick Mm -hmm. and i was at work oh no at msu And I worked in the student employment office. And it was housed in a dormitory. Okay. And it it was a dormitory that used to be split into girls' side and boys' side. Okay. And so the side where the office was, was the boys' side back in the day. And so there was only a men's restroom close to the office. 
And then the girls' restroom on the bottom, on the main floor, was all the way across the building on the other side in a different (laughs) wing because that used to be the girls' side. So I knew I wasn't going to make it. Well, a guy I worked with who was actually kind of a jerk, but he was super nice to me that day because he knew I was... I was in a bad way. He ran down to the men's room, made sure it was empty. Oh. And said, it's clear. And I ran. And I get in there. And I had a dumb and dumber moment. (laughs) (laughs) And. Oh, no. I go to flush the toilet. Oh, no. I'm sitting on the toilet. And I go to flush like, like a. A courtesy flush? Courtesy flush, because it was still going to be happening. And the toilet overflowed. Oh. It came up, and it was clogged, and it overflowed all over me. So I had my own sickness, grotiness, all over myself. I... Oh, my gosh. And so then I'm sick... I'm covered in shit. (laughs) I had to get home some way. Clint and I, we had one car. Oh, no. We were so poor. We had one car. He was working. And normally, he would pick me up at the end of the day. I was stranded on campus, sick, with poop all over me. (laughs) (laughs) So, my boss and my friend... She drove me home in her minivan. I had to sit on trash bags. (laughs) (laughs) She drove me home with the windows all down. think I'm having a bad day (laughs) I think back to that day and I think you know it's not so bad worse than dropping the pick underneath the desk (laughs) oh yeah oh my gosh how have i not heard this story i don't talk about it much i mean i don't blame you but it's kind of traumatic (laughs) oh (laughs) i have no words but i survived my gosh your support system thank goodness for those people that were so kind oh i am crying i know (laughs) oh my gosh. I was crying, too. I bet you were. Uh, I bet it took a long time before that was funny. Oh, yeah. It's oh. probably still not funny. Oh, it's I'm it's funny now. I'm very sorry uh, to laugh, whatever. but holy cow. That was 20... That was 1999? <laughs> it might have been 2000. Okay. So that was 24 years was ago. was before we even met. Like, I, I'm over it. Oh, my God. Anyway, would you like to talk about Patrick Mahomes' broken helmet? Oh my gosh, I want to talk about it so bad. Okay. 
I wanted to talk about it so bad when you said it the first time. You did a good job of holding it back. Oh, my gosh. I could tell she was about to burst. Like, she stopped breathing when I was talking about it. I did not see this game. This Correct. was the Peacock game. Mm-hmm. And you were at the symphony. We were at the symphony. And we listened to the rest of the game on the radio mm-hmm. on the way home, which was really fun. Did you actually hear this happen on the radio, though? No, we didn't. It had already happened. It had already happened. Okay. And you texted me about it. So we listened to the rest of it on the radio. Let me tell you, those guys that call on the radio are awesome. Were you? Was it Mitch Holtis and those guys? I never caught their name, but they're excellent. Yeah. So... For those of you who don't know, during the Chiefs-Dolphins game that was only aired on Peacock that we're all mad about, Patrick's helmet broke. And so I saw this on an old NPR story. I was scrolling, trying to catch up on some news. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that that even happened. So I read a little bit about it. The manufacturer of the helmet essentially said that it did its job. Right. And it protected... Um, Patrick's head. In fact, he didn't even know it had been broken until the he went running over to the huddle to get ready for the next play. And everybody's like, dude, your helmet's broken. <laughs> and so he's like, well, whatever. It's fine. And so he just kept on playing. And they, I guess, ev- eventually made him stop and yeah. said, you have to go get another helmet. You uh, can't keep official. playing like that. Yeah. Yes, the officials stopped yeah. it. And there's kind of a controversy about that because they didn't make them take a time out for it. Oh. Um, but anyway, keep going. So this was the fourth coldest NFL game in history. Mm-hmm. Um, the temperature at kickoff was minus four, and the wind gusts were making it feel like negative 30. Yes. Uh. So they're saying that, and, and I haven't followed up. Like, this was an old story that I read. So I probably need to do a little more research um, that's more current. But at the time, they were saying that likely the cold temperatures is what caused it to break. Right. Um, um, blah, blah, blah. Because the, the plastic got brittle. Yes, it got very brittle. Yeah. Because it's just been, it's been out in the cold. He's right. been warming up in it. Yuckety yuck. Yeah. So when they pulled him off the field to give him the standby helmet. It was a cluster. <laughs> I would like to go back and watch this. But that helmet had been sitting out in the extreme cold temperatures and had essentially shrunk a little bit. And it was extremely hard to get it on his head. Well, it it does. They don't shrink, but they're not pliable. Normally, in a normal game, when you take your helmet off and put it back on again and whatever, you pull on those ear flaps a little bit. Yes. Because otherwise they will scape. Have you ever put on a, yes, a football helmet? Yes, it's painful it if hurts. you don't know what you're doing. So you have to pull it open a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to do because it's a very rigid plastic. So exactly. when that rigid plastic is cold, there's no give. <laughs> there's no give. And he could not get his melon inside that helmet because it was too cold. Yes, they had to keep working with the equipment managers to <laughs> shove this thing on his head. And it took a while. And and they said even once he got it on, it was still super uncomfortable. Right. And it wasn't fitting correctly. And it was painful. Right. But I guess eventually they got him back in the game, yeah. obviously. Yeah. So at this press conference, they talked to him about it. And he said that... The team is going to start looking at other and better ways of storing 
backup helmets right. to try and keep them warm yeah. um, so they don't run into this problem again, which I thought was really interesting. He said he's never had a helmet break before. And he said that um, they were testing it, you know, because they wanted to see what, after that happened, like, now what does it look like? Is this still intact? And, you uh-huh. know, what all the things happened. But he said after they're done testing it, I want that helmet back because I want to keep it. Oh, yeah. He's like, that is my helmet. I don't know if he did get it back, but, I mean, he's Patrick Mahomes. I'm right. sure he got it back. It's badass. Um, it's so, badass to break your helmet. It is. It totally is. <laughs> the thing is, the quarterback's helmet's, obviously are going to be different yeah he's got to have the speaker in it and you know he's got there's technology in that helmet that yeah he each has player to have. each player's got a different type of helmet yeah so oh my gosh he couldn't just be like hey travis you've got a big head <laughs> <laughs> can i use one of your spare exactly. helmets exactly but yeah it was it was nuts how, how busted it was. Well, he thought it was really cool. So he's like, I'm getting that thing back. Yeah, well, I think it's cool, too. Well, this particular helmet uses, of course, proprietary multi-layer technology. And it creates a deformable outer shell. That's that's a direct quote. Okay. And it's wrapped around a stiffer inner shell. The design is similar to that of car bumpers car bumpers uh-huh. are engineered to absorb and disperse energy at the point of contact. Correct. The company that designs and makes the helmets that Patrick was wearing, um, they have had a few breakages occur in the lab. But what I found very interesting is they said they always test these at ambient temperatures. Oh, Why would right. you not have thought about testing them in extreme temperatures? Especially because football is a cold weather sport it's a cold and there are so many teams Mm -hmm. that are live in cold climates Mm -hmm. that makes no sense to me i bet they start testing them in extreme temperatures now yeah anyway my source was npr that game had so many moments in it that were just so like i cannot believe this is even happening i wish i had seen that one of course that one wasn't available to record for us no well you'll You'll be able to find it eventually somewhere. But the snotsicle, the broken <laughs> helmet, just the fact that it was so cold, like their breath. Yes. It looked like dragons when they were all lined up on the line. There was just breath <laughs> everywhere. This is my last one. Okay. DTR definition. Define the relationship oh. is what it means. Okay. I had to look this up while reading one of Sarah Adams's books. Oh. She's way more down with the lingo than I am. (laughs) And she used it like it was as common as ASAP. I tried first, though, to figure out what it was before I looked it up. And I knew it had to do with romance or sex, based on the context. But relationship never popped into my head, which is weird. I never thought our relationship. Was it used, like, in a text message? Or why was it... She said something like... Um, I barely know this guy. I can't believe I'm asking him to DTR. I was like, huh? Here are some of my guesses that I had before I gave oh. up in search. <laughs> this will be good. Down to rut. <laughs> Down to ride. <laughs> Dig the romance. Oh, I like that one. Develop the romance. That's a good one, too. Drop the rationalizations. <laughs> You were working hard on this. The last one was such a reach that I was like, 
come on, just friggin' look it up. So I took my old ass to the internet, DTR. Define the relationship means having a conversation in which you determine what you are to someone else romantically. Like, hey, let's DTR. Are we friends with benefits? Are we exclusive? Is this an open relationship? You know. Mm-hmm. It makes sense that I had no idea what this is because <laughs> I have not had to DTR <laughs> for a long yeah, time. Like, ever. <laughs> <laughs> ever. <laughs> My relationship has been defined for a very long time. Hey, just one last thing. Man, thank goodness. DTR. Okay. What is our. Should we DTR? Oh, do you want a DTR? I don't know. Well, we're besties. I might find out something I don't want to know. What do you mean? Are you seeing other besties? <laughs> Are you podcasting with other besties? <laughs> do you no. leave here and go talk with someone about PBS Masterpiece? I do not. Okay. That's all I need to know. Okay. Um, Women's Health Magazine was my <laughs> source. <laughs> I should probably subscribe to that so I could get updated on the lingo those new kids are I couldn't believe it. Using. I was like, oh, okay. DTR. I wonder what other abbreviations I don't know. Oh, there are so many. 10,000 of them. Are you ready to talk about the most popular foods eaten in the U.S., the Japan, the China, the Japan. and the U.K.? <laughs> yes. Okay. This came up at work. Someone, we, I don't even know how or why, but we were talking about favorite foods of masses of people. And then, so we talked, of course, about the U.S. And then someone said, well, I, I wonder, I wonder, you know, what Japan would be. And someone's like, well, it's got to be sushi. And then someone said, well, I'm sure it's the same thing in China. And I was like, China's number one favorite food is not going to be sushi. No. I'm here to tell you, it's different. <laughs> oh my gosh read a little bit about different cultures <laughs> i have the top 10 favorite foods in these four places we're going to start with the united states because it's pretty obvious burgers <laughs> that is the number one yeah number 10 <laughs> is corn on the cob what now, guys, my source, you know, these are just silly internet yeah. sources, so don't come at me on social meds. Number was, was number two in the U.S. pizza? Pizza didn't make the list. What? That's why I don't understand. That's not right. I agree. I mean, I had pizza last night. I did, too. Where'd you get yours? From my oven. Oh, <laughs> Sean and I met at Neighborhood Pizza. <laughs> oh. That's so good. No, um, but but Clint made it for me. Well, that's all that matters. That's right. I didn't make it. Yep. Number nine, southern style fried chicken. Number mm. eight, fried chicken, as opposed to southern style fried chicken. Lame. Number seven, steak and baked potato. Oh, yeah. Mm. That sounds pretty good right oh, now. Oh, man. Number six, cheeseburger. Number five, hash browns. Number four, grilled cheese. <gasps> Num. I had a grown-up grilled cheese. What does that mean? At The Rock recently. Does it come with a beer? No, but it's 
it's like a supersized, like five cheese, grilled cheese with a sauce on it. Oh my gosh. It was fantastic. I think there was bacon on it as well. Holy crap. I do like to put ham on my grilled cheese. Yeah. Like a ham melt. Uh huh. I don't know. Grilled ham and cheese. Mm. Ham and cheese toasty. <laughs> Did you call them toasties growing up? No. We didn't I've seen either. that at restaurants. Yeah. A ham and cheese toasty. It's grilled like, cheese. What the hell is that? It's a grilled cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we call them. Actually, actually, you know what? I'm just having a childhood flashback. You know what we call them? Toasted cheese. Toasted cheese. Mm. We called them toasted cheese. And I just now remembered that. It's always been grilled cheese. It changed. In my life. It's grilled cheese to me now because that's what Sean called them. Mm-hmm. And so I became a birch. I was assimilated. <laughs> anyway. Number three, mashed potatoes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Number two, french fries. Mm. Number one, hamburger. Hmm. Japan. I'm ready. Number 10, hamburger steak. Oh. I'll have a giant hamburger steak, please. <laughs> Number nine, soba noodles. Number eight, pasta. Mm. Number seven, sashimi. Mm. Six, ramen. Five, deep fried chicken. Number four, gyoza. Mm. I don't know what that is. They're dumplings. Oh. They are so good. Dumplings. Mm. These are, oh my gosh, gyoza. Mm. Yum. Number three, curry and rice. Mm. Number two, Korean barbecue. Number one, sushi. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> We're so far pretty predictable. Yeah, I number think so too. Number one answers. Okay. China. Number 10, Cantonese styled barbecue. Mm. Oh, wait. Cantonese styled barbecue pork. Oh, I see. I get that right because this is very scientific research. Number nine, chicken fried rice. Mm. Number eight, wonton soup. Seven, spring rolls. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Majuri made these fresh spring rolls. Ugh. Majuri, I miss you. R.I.P. Number six, hot pot, a.k.a. steamboat. Have you ever done hot pot before? Mm-mm. Me neither. I would love to do that. Number five, chow mein. Number four, I'm going to mispronounce this. Mapo tofu. Okay. It's very spicy. Ooh. Very, very spicy t- tofu dish. Number three, Peking roast duck. Oh. Mm, yum. Number two, sweet and sour pork. Number one, Kung Pao chicken. Ah. Uh, Get on some Kung Pao chicken right now. Oh, man. I'm hungry. This the is not UK. helping things. The UK, people. Okay. okay. What I think fish <clears throat> and chips are going to be number one. You're close, but wrong. Oh, no. I mean, this, I don't know how correct this is. Well, I mean. mm. Number 10, tomato soup. What? I know. Number nine, beans on a toast. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Number eight, roast beef. Yep. Number seven, bangers and mash. Mm -hmm. Number six, just soup in general. Stupid. (laughs) (laughs) No offense. Sorry, guys. Number five, mashed potatoes. <laughs> yes. Number four, the English breakfast, oh. a.k.a. the fry-up. Yes. They do it. 
Um, for those of you who don't know what the fry up is, I'm about to hit you with it. Okay. Bacon, a fried egg, sausage, baked beans, grilled tomatoes, hash browns, mushrooms, and toast. Number three, fish and chips. Number two, just chips. <laughs> That's more my speed. <laughs> Number one, roast chicken. What? I know. I don't know that I buy that either. I'm not even going to tell you my source because it was just... Why? Because it was just a stupid website. Is it Reddit? It was No, it no. wasn't Reddit. <laughs> I would tell you if it was Reddit. And I feel like Reddit would have better answers. <laughs> mm. I, I kind of believe the other three. Yeah, I don't believe the roast chicken for number one on the UK list. No. That doesn't track with what I believe. And also number six, just soup in general. What? Was someone being lazy? I don't understand that. <laughs> Kara. Bria. What about this one? <laughs> what about this one? <laughs> All right. Here's a quick listing of our other searches from the past week that we didn't have time to discuss or were just too effing boring. Mm-hmm. Actually, some of mine are kind of interesting. Those mine are too, kind of. But, you know. Okay. Go. Greg Olson, football player. Difference between Denver omelet and Western omelet. Egg Fu Young. Which NFL coach is giving toy pickup trucks to his players? Food donation locations close to me. What is a Scottish term for having a lion? Herkle Durkle. Herkle Durkle. We did that last week. Yep. Uh, current temperature in Buffalo, New York. Detroit Lions schedule. Can I use saline on my dog's eyes? Oh. Super Bowl date 2024. Ravens head coach are Jim and John Harbaugh twins. <laughs> Reasons for needing a dental crown. That's it. Okay. I have four. What about this one? Searches. Oh my gosh. That's it. All right. Fiverr. <laughs> what? All right. I thought maybe Jackie could freelance some things and... On Fiverr, like uh, her art yeah. or whatever. Good idea. Jason Kelsey shirtless. Oh, my gosh. You saw that, didn't of you? Of course I did. Oh, my Lord. Chiefs season record history. Oh. Like throughout the years. Yeah. Um, and then Andy Reid frozen mustache sweatshirt. Because <laughs> ah. I had to get me some of that. Did you end up getting one? Hell yeah. yes. You like to post that on social media. I can't wait. Excellent. Do you have any shout outs? I have zero shout outs. How about you? I have two. Oh, okay. Great. Bob M. is a new (gasps) listener. Bob M. He's one of the visiting co-workers from a couple weeks ago who asked how many (laughs) listeners we have and I had no answer for him. Suck it, Bob. (laughs) We've got a whole bunch of them. Including you now. That's right. You're now helping increase our numbers. Yeah. So that's funny. Um, actually, Alex J had told him that <laughs> that you and or that I yes. was talking about being teased about that. And so he was he was wanting to hear me talk about him. Gotcha. It's that's a very patent it- move. <laughs> Wait, someone talked about me? Yeah, I'm going to listen because I might, I show up. I tune in. Um, and then Steve G. 
Steve G. He made a point to tell me that he's also still listening to episodes <laughs> despite or maybe because of my abuse toward him and past shout outs. <laughs> Some people like that, you know. He's a fun guy. He knows how to laugh at himself. So Now, he's the one we were saying poor his poor wife. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I remember. Steve G. <laughs> Steve, you know, I don't believe that. Anyway, um, I'm glad you're on the mend because he was poorly this past week yes drink water and not kombucha steve correct what do we need people to do okay we need them to oh email us yes at delete this history podcast at gmail.com yes and uh engage with us on social media because social media has been pretty dead people i'm just saying Uh uh-huh it's dead although we did hear from Erin. Yes. She has been contacting us. Yes. We um, have a so, few regulars. Yes, we do. Who engage. So thank you, Erin. But they can't carry the weight no, all the time. Erin doesn't have time to keep messaging us right. and engaging. Someone else needs to pick it up. Steve, Bob, Bob <laughs> M, Dory, come back. We miss you. Shannon. Uh, we know you're all busy. Cooper Trooper. We Hopper. Know. <laughs> I could keep going on and on. We have so many listeners. Uh, that's right. We do. <laughs> um, subscribe. You'll never miss a new podcast. Mm-hmm. And we know you don't want to do that. Hell no. Oh, our social media. Uh, what are they called? Handles? Our handles. Yeah. Is that right? I mean, that sounds right. That, I think that's a... <laughs> is that old school? I think it or is. is that a trucker thing? That's a trucker. Oh, I think... <laughs> I think that's a trucker thing. If you guys see us on the highway, <laughs> we'll honk. Especially if you do that arm motion thing. Yes. Anyway. Honk uh, if you love DTH gals. <laughs> at DTH gals on Insta and threads. And then delete this history on Facebook. Facebook. Which I mentioned to Peyton last night. And yeah? he was like, Mom, I'm not on Facebook. Oh, it's so it's lame. It's so lame. It's so for uh, the old days. Like, we are on such better <laughs> platforms. He is on Insta. Insta. Come on. That's where all the cool kids are. Whatever. I have such a long to-do list, but you know what's at the top of my to-do list? Ooh, ooh, ooh. I better know. Kara? Go and delete your history. Yes. Same with me. All right. Well, let's get on it. Okay. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Bye. Bye. Delete This History is created, written, hosted, produced, and edited by Bria Brown and Kara Birch. Theme music is So Good by Orcas. Email us at deletethishistorypodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at DTHGals. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved. Horrible hair and a week of misery provided by age and hormones. Bleh.